podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair with three guests in the studio. We have Lisa Rabinowitz. Hello. Hello. We've got Dave Hodgson. Hello. And we've got Andy Connell. Hello. And before we started, I googled the names Lisa Rabinowitz, Dave Hodgson, and Andy Connell. A lot of those allegations weren't true. Well, we'll they just never proven. We'll, we'll, we'll just hear me out for a second. Uh, because it says here that Lisa Rabinowitz has a degree in modern history from Oxford. How, after some years in the insurance industry, she converted a degree and passed the Law Society finals with first-class honours. Uh, say nothing. It says here that Dave Hodgson, MBE, is the directly elected mayor of Bedford. He's the second elected mayor in the UK to represent the Liberal Democrats, and he got his MBE, congratulations, in 2016 birthday honours for services to local government. And it says here that Andy Connell is an English musician and composer, who along with Corinne Drury, he is part of the duo that makes up Swing Out Sister, and they got to number four in 1986 with the hit Breakout. Now one of those is true, of course, and it'll be up to our listeners to try and work out which one is true. Two, of course, are false. It's a bit like Call My Bluff, isn't it? All over again, those of you who remember Call My Bluff. So welcome to the Call My Bluff Man City show. Only one of those. Yeah, one of those is true. Uh, Lady and gentlemen, the crisis is over. Normal service has been resumed at the Etihad. It wasn't at the Etihad. Correct. But, you know, the crisis, <laughs> the crisis, to trust you. It's that, it's that degree in history from it's Oxford. It's that background. If, if, if only, exactly, if I, only can't, that I can't possibly comment. <laughs> so, you're quite right, Lisa. It was at the Hawthorns. But the Etihad, the crisis that has loomed over the Etihad for all these weeks... Um, what was it? How many wins? Six games without a win? And the crisis is over. It's amazing. We're the best team in the land again. But it wasn't a crisis. And it, well, in my opinion, it wasn't a crisis to begin with. And I think we have to be prepared for the same thing to happen again. It's because as I think we said right at the beginning, well, I say we, I said right at the beginning, before the season started, that this is what I expected this season to be like. There will be times when we will have very good results there will be times where we will have not very good results we might have some results that we'd rather not see like losing to United Mm. but that's what I expected because there's a huge change it's not just in the style of play it's in the whole environment that Guardiola is nurturing at the club and I just think it's it that in itself means that it's highly unlikely we're going to have a really smooth season was it never a crisis in the first place, Dave? For me, it can't be a crisis because we were still seeing progress throughout. For me, it, crisis is when things are bad and they don't look like improving. Throughout, we seem to be improving, but there were serious problems that I think are still there. I think they're things that we can't gloss over and they're things Guardiola will certainly not be glossing over. But it's good now for confidence much than anything else. Because if there was a crisis, it was in confidence. And the way we played, the way we got our got ourselves back on track at West Brom was with real style flair and playing with that confidence that we saw at the start of the season Aguero back to his best no I agree with all that it's my kind of crisis this I love it any kind of crisis where you finish it and you're still top of the league I'll settle for that as a crisis considering the crises that we have had in the past and I'm old <laughs> enough to remember you know this is some crisis it's this not one. serious is it it's a media manipulated story and I think we should probably see it for what it is it's not worth debating is it of course he's going to have some 
as Lisa said, he's he's going to have a few hiccups along the way. For me, the the thing that unsettled us the most, I think, was was the Celtic game. I think we we after that we seemed to something happened. We weren't we weren't quite prepared for the fact that they would chase us around the pitch in the way that they did. And honestly, I think we can dismiss the crisis talk. We've, just, we've done it before. Of course we have. So let's talk positively then about the game at the Hawthorns. And, and, and what excited you most? Was it Aguero's form? Was it, was it just the way we actually pressed them and started really... Start- you, know the thing, you know the thing that I, I liked the most about that game? And it's, it's probably facile, but the second, Sergio's second goal... I don't remember us scoring that goal for quite some time. We've scored some lovely little intricate goals. I don't remember us just giving him a yard and letting him put in the corner like that. And that, for me, that was, I remembered. And oddly enough, the thing I've been missing this season, although there's been lots to celebrate, is the, the yaya one from out of the box, the collar off one that you don't see coming. You know, the kind of unexpected moment. And that Sergio one for me was just a moment where you didn't, see, I didn't see it coming because I'm so used to, not seeing that we usually play through and try and do a thing you know, there's been all sorts of press about you know the relationship between the manager and, and Aguero he was dropped he was left out he was rested whatever uh, and, and suddenly you know he puts in a performance like that it's like the old Sergio's back they look like best friends after the match as well look I, I don't think the old Sergio was ever not there no. it's, it's all it's all um, kicked up by the media I mean Spurs have not won for five games are they in a crisis? Of course yeah, not, because they're not Manchester City. And hardly scored. Neither have they had to play us. We had to play them in that in our winless streak, or Barcelona in that mm. period. So, you know, I mean, going back to the Aguero thing, Aguero, I think, hasn't been completely fit. Mm. Um, looked a lot sharper from what I saw on Saturday, and um, and the whole thing with there being a problem between him and Guardiola. Well, it doesn't look like it. But if there is, I guess we'll just have to deal with it. All the Aguero crisis was was a crisis of column inches. That story sold. And mm. people want to read that there's a problem. People want to read that, you know, the player who, for me, is the, the person you turn match of the day on for is leaving because we love to see, we love to see our sport, sportsmen capitulate. But basically, for me, the Aguero, the, the Aguero crisis came out of the Barcelona game. Everyone was saying, oh, why didn't you start Aguero at Barcelona? We're going away to Barcelona, who are famous for loading midfield mm. and stifling you out, suffocating you with their movement in midfield. Guardiola knows that because he he wrote the playbook on it and he got six men in midfield and I think, save for the mistakes we made, that made us look a lot stronger. He made the right decision. It was working for an hour, near near enough. If it hadn't been for the mistakes, I think we could have got a draw there. I'd Hmm. still believe that. I think the the result there looks so much worse than the actual performance was. And we'll so come, well, obviously they, they come back to the Eti- Etihad this week, of course, on Tuesdays, and we're, I'm sure we'll come on to oh, that. Really? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We this is all about uh, information and education here, <laughs> Andy. You know, we can talk about education, we can talk about the information this podcast transmits every week. Um, li- listen and learn, my friend. You know, it's all here. That's why I'm here. Exactly. Let, let's just go back to the Hawthorns and, and just focus on one or two other bits. So we've done the Sergio bit. When the team was selected, I thought he was going to be playing three at the back because I did not see Fernando at right back. That's, that was a bit of a surprise when I saw that. I have to he say. did very well. And, you know, rightly, you know, everybody, he was praised. I, I thought it was a bit of a shame he didn't stay with, my, you know, with the youngster there. Mafia. Yeah, because he's, he's just had a, a very good game. Wasn't even on the bench, I don't think, was he? Don't well, unless so. there was a reason, I don't know. You, exactly, I, I'm not sure. Not to criticise, but I, I thought maybe give him another one, just put him in again and just build him up a bit. Maybe he wants him to play on Tuesday. He wants to give him a break, is, is what I thought, potentially. But certainly, really? mm-hmm. Fernando at I right back. Is that, yeah, like, with Mafia. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it worked. So who's <laughs> criticising oh, yeah, him? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, the, the Mafia thing, I, I think there's a chance he might. 
if not start tomorrow, then he might yeah. be on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of the lineup, were you surprised again with with the lineup that he went with, or was that pretty predictable? Really, with De Bruyne to come on and later on and make I, make yet another goal. I think he, he he's he he picked a strong team with Barcelona in mind. So he knows De Bruyne isn't quite there in terms of fitness. He he's giving him that little bit more time to come back. You know, he knows that he knows he can rotate, and he's got a number of players he can have confidence in. And, you know, I was quite happy to see his move away from a more sort of wing-back approach with Sané, who's looked a bit off of late. Fernando, yeah, would not probably be my first choice right-back, but I think he did a decent job. And, you know, I, I think he, he got the big calls right, and we played a very limited team off the park. And what about Gundogan, then? I think he probably needs, uh, now we can all pronounce his name properly, mm. um, taking a while, so taking 10 well, games. He's classy. You could see the first, when he played that first half out, he's just very classy about what he does, isn't he? And whether or not he influences the game enough, I think it's early days. I think, you know, he's, he's finding his feet in the team. He's certainly quality. And, you know, just the finishes. Took his, took his goals well. He took his goals well, but I particularly liked the pass to Aguero for his yeah first. for the first one. I, yeah. Just the whole all the everything about that goal, I, I mm. really really liked. It was good to see. The, there was a piece written about it this week where they were talking about whether Gundogan is the solution to the Yaya Torre problem. And so much of last season we complained about you know how Yaya Torre can do all these wonderful things going forward, but does nothing going back. Gundogan holds the ball well, he's very good at making interceptions, very good at pressing forward, but he also has an eye for goal that I don't think we particularly expected him to have, mm. and a, an eye for the killer pass. He's sl- he seems to be a very complete midfield player, and if he can continue with that energy, that drive, and the, the ability to link other players in, help us move, move to new phases of play, I think he's going to be a really useful addition. There are still defensive frailties. I mean, we, we kept a clean sheet, which we haven't done very much this season, and that was a, a big positive to come out of the game. Mm. But we have still got defensive frailties, it's fair to say. Oh, I think it's, you know, given the game tomorrow, well, you know, the Barcelona game, who do you see? There's not an, there's not an immediate... Uh, you couldn't pick that back four. Hopefully it's four. Mm. <laughs> I, I imagine it might be. Yeah. Or five. But you, I couldn't... <laughs> At least four. Nine. You know, it, it doesn't... Right, it's, it's not there on the team sheet already, is it? It's not. There's many options. I mean, let, let, well, let, let, let's do that then. Let, let's, let's talk about Barcelona. The, the 4-0 defeat, um, we've talked about that previous shows and, and the first hour or so we did well and, and errors and so on, individual errors, I suppose. But let, let's talk about uh, the lineup first. I, I guess the keeper picks himself. Well, we've well, got yeah. no option this time, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so well, we have to try his colour option. Bravo came. Nice. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd start him ahead of Bravo anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo came herring out of net again on Saturday and I, if I'd have been watching that live, I think I'd have been... Yeah. <laughs> So Panicking. Angus Gunn gets a place on the bench in the, yeah. in the Champions League, which I bet he wasn't thinking about when he started this season. Bless him. He's probably hoping Caballero doesn't hear <laughs> out of his goal at some point. Either. Absolutely. Yeah. So, keep, so, so let's, let's pick Andy's point up and, and talk about that back four then. What, what do you think that could look like? Are we going Mafio at right back? Is, is that, is that, it's the only choice, isn't it, surely? I assume neither of the two are They're not fit. fit. He said today at the press conference that, that the two of them um, are, are not fit. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, it? I'm going Mafio. I would go Mafio. It is a big decision. It's brave, you know, especially on behalf of him, because if he gets a roasting, which he might well, who'd be against him there? Neymar, probably. It, I wouldn't like to see that. I wouldn't but, like to see him. So who would you go with then, Andy? If you, if you, well, yeah, would you go know. with Fernando again? <laughs> Given the two options, no, I wouldn't. I'd go with you, but I'm just saying it's... Mm. I'd, I would hate to see it backfire. Yeah. I think the positive sure. is he coped well at Old Trafford in a derby against pretty 
yeah. decent opposition. Yeah. So he shouldn't, he didn't look phased by it. But this is obviously another step up. But I, if Guardiola gives him the confidence that he has the confidence in him, then I don't see why not. Plenty of other teams have done it. Mm. I believe Otamendi's played right back before. Has he? Yeah. He could be an option. I mean, he, he has his faults. I think we'd, we'd all well, agree. I, he seems to have embraced this, uh, the Vinny kind of front foot defending thing a little bit for me. And I, in a game like that, I, you can't defend like that. You know, yes, you can in the, some of the Premier League games, but I think you get caught out. As soon as they see you doing that, they know how to play that, don't they? But you would have thought if he was going to do that, would he not have tried that out against West Brom? I think if he was thinking that, I would have thought he would have probably have tried, tried Otamendi at right back uh, at the weekend, surely. He wouldn't just... Maybe he would have showed his hand. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe he's maybe. just... Maybe. I mean, this is the great thing about Pep, isn't it? Well, we don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. Could be collar off up front. Could, it be, could be Tony Book. Yeah, right, right back. back. Tony Book, right back. <laughs> Glimpardo, left back. We'll have George Eslock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan Oaks, number six. He's always did a job. It, absolutely. <laughs> God, we're giving our age away now, aren't I we? Know. Hey? It's sad now, isn't it? Belly and Summerby. Don't even go there, and you get me all misty-eyed and all sorts. And you've missed Neil Young. Oh, God rest his soul. Uh, what about midfield then? What's what's he going to do in midfield? Because there are so many. This is the exciting thing. There are so many options. This is what this is great. You know, <laughs> we could only play Alan Oakes and Colin Bellamy. That's, <laughs> that's all we had. But now all these options. You've mentioned Sane. We've got Gundogan. We've got De Bruyne. We've got Silva. This is exciting stuff. What's he going to do? Come on, you are you are the most intelligent person around this table, Dave Hodgson, MBE. It says here. <laughs> Well, um, you, know, you put pressure on me now. Um, I, I'd say Fernandinho... Was it the MBE or the intelligent bit that put pressure on you? I feel I'm going to disprove la- the latter quite neatly. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Gunduan and Fernandinho, I think, are, have to be shoo-ins. I mean, they apply so much pressure. They're so yeah. natural at that pressing game. I think he may go for Fernando in the centre of the park, which is why I'm thinking he probably won't play right back. Because he, in theory, you want a player like that against Barcelona. I don't think... Fernando is up to it against that sort of calibre of players as he sort of showed at the new Camp but um, I think it's very possible he'll go with that three because he will want to have that bulk and that um, more defensive mindset when we lose the ball as for the three attacking players it's silver and anyone's guess you know he really does change his hand so much on that yeah I don't think I don't know I I don't think he'll I'm not sure he'll start with De Bruyne I, I it is very difficult to know that at the moment I I just can't everyone's talking about oh Aguero is definitely going to start is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean well who is then? Uh, you're saying those two won't? <laughs> no I, it, it's just Maybe impossible to nine. know I, I <laughs> want, one I'm pretty sure won't start is Sané yeah. I'd be really surprised if he started because the last couple of games he played he looked off the pace yeah. um, so to start him against Barcelona I think would be a, a real surprise Um but otherwise, it so is we're going four. Guess. We're going four at the back, not three at the back. Let, 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 we can. Put, so. I'd like yeah. to think that was yeah. yeah. Think and we've got Fernandinho just in front, mm-hmm. and then it's really the the, the 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 none of us can decide what happens in front of that. I mean, I'm that, intrigued as to why you think De Bruyne wouldn't start. I think we've looked pretty decent without him in the past two games, and the like oh. the the bulk of it. I mean, do not get me wrong. I think De Bruyne is excellent, but sometimes he does disappear out of games and. May, but I could be completely wrong. He'll start. He'll be the star of the show, and that'll be the end of it. And that's for Guardiola to work out. I mean, I'm not seeing him in training. Right. And we're sitting here knowing that you know he may not start with Aguero. We know that. Yeah. I mean, that's just on. Th- you know, we he would be. Well, he's kind of unequivocally said he will. 
Does that mean? Does he that has mean to, to be fair. He has said it, well, but but you know, is he going to declare his hand? Is he going to do that? You just don't know, do you? For this game, I think he has to because the, the variable with getting his PK is injured. Yeah, uh, is suspended. Yeah, you have and an, Iniesta's probably Jordi Jordi Al- Alba's injured and Iniesta and PK. He's got he, they've got three injuries and so. that's uh, a lot of defenders in there. Yeah, and mm. they you know they've they've got um, the French lads. Um, French lad whose name has completely gone. with Sam for twenty million this summer. Um, and a couple of other defenders, um, and um, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think I think they're calling on reserves there in the same way we were talking about the right back situation at City, yeah. and that changes it. Someone like Aguero, someone like De Bruyne, who can move and open defenders and make space, yeah. you know, I think that would be a really useful way to go about this, especially on home turf. I, I agree with that. I'd, I'd, I'd very much like. I would be very disappointed not to see him in the starting eleven because I think it's, he does something that none of the others do. In the same way as Silver does something, but I think we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the fact that there are certain players who make other players better, and I think Kevin is one of those players. Other other players respond to him. You know, Sterling plays better, Silver plays better, Aguero is more alert, just because of the possibility that he might find the ball. You know, and I, like, I agree with you. Sometimes he just disappears, but on the occasions he doesn't, and he can disappear for half an hour and then turn up with one pass. You know, that's that's. That's the game at this level, isn't it? Yeah, really. Uh, just what about Garcia? I just want to sort of throw his name. Is, is he? Yeah, he's clearly very impressive in the in the very derby. Good. I, I he thought he disappeared. I, I don't know if it was tactical, but he seemed to he seemed to drop very deep and disappear when he needed to be a playmaker. And I'd, I I got the feeling that he was told to do that because he seemed to just there was nobody making in the second half. There in was the nobody half, who who yeah. really connected with the forwards, and he was the obvious one. So whether it was tactical... Uh, How do you pronounce his first name? Andy Garcia, surely. <laughs> How do you? I thought it was Alex. I just thought it I was... Like Alex or something. So what, they're all called in that. What, what's company's first name? Vincent. Well, it's not Vincent, is it? If he's Alec... Alec or is it Vincenzo? Well, well it's, it, it can't... But he's Belgian, though, so... Exactly. So, so he's not going to be Vincent, Some sort of Flemish So person. why are we calling Vincent. Garcia by calling him with a proper pronunciation? And, and We're not com- being consistent. Correct. And I have a... I enjoy that, though. I think that's... I think I embrace the It's an inconsistency. But you, you embrace inconsistency. City. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with the territory, my friend. <laughs> Given that our director of football is called... Um, however, it's Chichi Bergerstein, I don't think we want to go down the line of going for career correct pronunciations no. otherwise no. these things are going to become very just, difficult it, very the difficult. real bonus is we've got, we've got a director of football who has got the biggest Scrabble score of any director of football in worth the worth 97 League. points <laughs> Scrabble is name yeah, absolutely but I, it, I just wanted to put it on the, on the record I don't like the inconsistency either it's Vincent Consider and that recorded, or it's something else and you heard it here first then it should be David Silva well exactly exactly Jesus my point that. exactly yeah, Theory Henry. Do you remember? Do you remember a player we used to have years ago called David Lewis? Do you remember when uh, we had a young player called Ademike? Do you remember when he came? Adi Mike. Yeah, and he became within two weeks. I was standing on the Kipax, and two weeks after he came, he was. He's, uh, he's not bad, that Andy Mike. Exactly, <laughs> like, and, uh, and that was him for the rest of the. And Sunji High, he was Sunji. So <laughs> he was Sunji. He was Sun, Sun where we stood. He was Sun G High. <laughs> Fan, listen, you heard it here first. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll, we'll be back straight after this. Oh, so welcome back. Uh, can we just talk very briefly uh, about our exit from the League Cup? Uh, local, yes, local it was derby. masterfully done, I thought. A neat exit. <laughs> you know, it, it gave the opposition a kind of, brought, you know, gave them something to, uh, 
if their head's a little. And they, I don't they need that. something. Bloody yeah, hell, they need that's something. That's fine. You know, throw them a bone now and again. But the truth of it is, it was a beautifully orchestrated exit, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, they, they scrambled a 1 0 victory against our reserves at the end of the day. That, that's the reality of the situation, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, a derby defeat is always mildly galling. But, you know, as I've said before, this is a trophy that would be worth more of scrap metal. It's not something that we should have seen as a priority. But we. I came out of it feeling quite positive mm. because United put out a very strong side and maybe on balance just about deserve the win. We have four teenagers out there, two of which we'd not really seen before, and they were the two I was incredibly impressed with. You know, their goal, United's goal came from a mistake from a very senior player in the team. And a foul. And a foul. And the youngsters came out and were masterful. I thought Alex Garcia in particular is... It reminded me almost a bit, and of course it's presumptuous to make this comparison, but Xavi, in the way he sat deep, was spreading passes around from deep, getting very involved in the movements, and I think the stats were he completed, what's it, 20 more passes than anyone else on the pitch for the time mm. he was on? You know, he, he was so composed, and this is with Pogba and Ibrahimovic and this lot swarming around him, mm. so composed. But Lisa, with the holders of the cut, we've lost some of our silverware. Is that not a concern? No. Correct. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I, like, I, I just it, ask the questions. Uh, I, I just feed you the lines, Lisa. It, it is. It's the least of my concerns. It clearly, was the least of Pep's concerns. Um, and if United want to get excited about winning that, then good luck to them. That, I mean, that match. I don't mean about the trophy. Whatever happens with that. But if they want to get that excited about beating, I us think in that they could way, go then. all the way in that trophy. And in fact, I'd love to see them go all the way in that trophy and losing the final. Don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> to Liverpool. <laughs> Um, in terms of the Champions League, uh, into sort of more important stuff that, that, that they don't have to concern themselves with, of course, uh, we, we may struggle to qualify a bit. We've got uh, that German side, as they're now known, just mm. sort of snapping at our heels, one point behind us. Uh, we've got Barca coming this week, so there's no sort of nailed-on guaranteed three points. We struggled a bit against the Scots. So it, 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 we've gonna, got a bit of a fight on our hands, haven't we, here? It looks that way right now. I think if you get anything against Barcelona, you've got to presume you're going to beat Celtic. One should never, obviously. Well, we but, thought uh, that when we went there, yeah, of course. Yeah, fair enough. Be. But, you know, if you can't do that, then let's, it's not, you shouldn't be advancing, should you? It's as simple as that. So it's there to lose. It, and, you know, we've lost it before. So. We have. But it's, it's in your own hands, and certainly you should be good enough to... At least the, the, the problem is I think we've already effectively conceded uh, first place. Yeah. So, you know... All right, get second and beat whoever comes up. It was always going to be tough to get first place anyway in this group, wasn't it? Yeah, nearly impossible. But yeah. I think really so far the only result from the group that was poor from our perspective was the Celtic one. I mean, I didn't expect that we would easily beat them, mm-hmm. but we should have done better. Mm. Um, having said that, if we do manage to get something out of the match tomorrow, then I'll be a lot more confident. That'd be a good result, wouldn't it? To get to get, a, to get at least a draw would be would, after the four nil drubbing we had at the Camp Nou. Would be good to get a draw. You offer me a draw, I'd snap your hand off. I would think, you? I think it's they are. You know, I, I went to the game in in Barcelona, and mm. it is just you go there and you you are immediately in awe. The ground mm. is just so huge, and the way they play, and they are they give you no margin for error. No, and as we saw, we made a, a small number of big mistakes, and they punished every single one. With those three key injuries that they've got, and, and we're pretty much full strength, you, you, I feel like you've got a slightly more positive uh, no, I, outlook on I this. Got more, I, I think if Iniesta doesn't play, we'll win. Not Messi? Only, and you if see Iniesta him as a bit- does play, we'll win slightly less handsomely. 
So you see him as a, more, a greater influence than, than, I think than he, Leo, Lionel. To me, so he's, no, he's not Lionel, is he? You he's see? not he's Lionel. He, exactly. I, you need see. to let this go. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think that the, the, the Iniesta thing. He's he's. If you were gonna, if it's like for like, you'd say silver. When silver doesn't play, other players don't quite achieve the things they can achieve. And I think there's something about him. Even, you know, he's one of those players. My dad was talking to me about it. He said, "I never see him play. I never see him in the game." But when I watch the game back, when I watch the highlights, he's he's there in every highlight. But you don't notice the things he's doing. And I think um, if he's not there, honestly, I think we've got a very good chance. We'll move Rakitic forward. Oh, just move yeah. Rakitic forward, who is also a very, very capable they're, they're, playmaker. Of course, they're all very good, but I think he's he's a different level of. He, he connects all of the various mercurial talents to me. You know, he makes sense of it all. He'll miss him, but I don't think it. I don't think it'll be a game changer for them. I don't think it will. It will render them much less. What's the word I'm looking for? Incisive. Okay. No, they're still fantastic, but I th- you know, I'm confident. Are you going I'm, for a win? I'm, I'm confident based on very little. Are you going for a win tomorrow night? Yes. City. Good for you. And we're going draws? I'd, are we at least from I'd Dave? Say, I'd defeat? say draw, but I think I'm the most confident going into a game against Barcelona that I have been all the many times we've played them in recent yeah. years. And that's down to the fact they've got three injuries. We bounce back at the Hawthorns. You trust Pep. What, what is it? What it's, gives you that well, confidence? Partly the injuries, but... To be honest, the confidence comes from the way we played against them in the first half yeah. at Barcelona. Yeah. You know, I know we, if we don't cut the mistakes out, we've got a problem because they do punish them the way we don't punish other people's mistakes. Yeah. But, you know, just hoping there's no mistakes, then I think we have a chance. Okay. Um, well, we, we, we'll see. We'll be discussing it next week on, on the Man City Show, the City Podcast. Um, let's just talk about the, the mundane issue of the Premier League because we've then got to come back and face the mighty borough is our next game three o'clock kickoff on saturday dave again as well as being intellectual and 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 a great (laughs) authority you also know everything about every single side we play and you're an authority on middlesbrough afc i know or afc middlesbrough or middlesbrough fc I think it's Middlesbrough FC. I think it probably Again, is. Again, it's inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> why is it AFC Bournemouth, you see? Because they want, you know why that is? Because they wanted to be the top of the... Uh, exactly. When you yeah, okay, fair enough. But it's, in, but it's not consistent, is oh, it? Nigel. I don't know where this has come from. It's a worry, Andy, I've told you. So, so Borough FC. Some very decent players in that team. Of, of course, we know all about Negredo. Yeah. Wonderful hasn't scored since striker. the first game of the he's season. Then he's bound to score. No two ways about it. Hat trick. You should put, your, ha- put your house on it. <laughs> well, Gaston Ramirez is the new guy, isn't he? It's this new one that seems to be the golden boy. But, uh, well, when he, he signed for Southampton, he had a fantastic um, sort of pedigree in Italy. Everyone was really raving about him, thinking he'd gone and do brilliant things. Didn't quite work out for him there, but he's a very talented player. Mm. And Stuani as well, the other striker who is. A lot of fantasy football managers' favourite player on the basis oh, right. that he costs next to nothing and seems to pop up with quite a few goals. But he's, you know, they, they're a decent side. Mm. They're a bit limited, maybe at the back. Um, but I'd say we, we should beat them. But there are players in there who could do us some real damage. Negredo is a nightmare to play against, as we yeah. know, with his wonderful first half of the season with us. And I think, you know, some of our defensive jitters, he could well be, mm. you know, the one to watch. You're nodding enthusiastically. Enthusiastically, Lisa. I am, yeah, because I mean, they also held Arsenal to a draw at the Emirates. Um, they probably, I mean, I didn't see it, but I, I, I think that they could cause us similar problems in terms of preventing us from getting our chances. But the difference 
between us and Arsenal is our defensive frailties are particularly um, acute at the moment. And um, I, I th- that's the thing that always worries me when we're, if, if we're struggling to break a team down, you can see all it's going to take is mm. for them to get one chance break, like Everton, a little bit like Everton did, um, and take their chance. And then, we, then we're going to struggle to break them down again. So that, that's my, at the moment, that's my main concern with us when teams don't allow us the mm. room to play. I like the idea that at the moment, do we, did we, did any, does anybody remember a time in the last season or two when we haven't had huge domestic frailties, ridiculous domestic frailties? 1969. Well, <laughs> no, but I think it is particular. we've been making some funny errors now, but there's, the whole of last season was plagued by that, wasn't it? It, was, it seems to be a thing that we, we can't cure. And maybe it's, maybe it's the way we play now. We don't put enough cover in, you know. I think it's that. I think it's also the fact that, and we've said it before, I think, on the show, that it's going to take Pep a couple of transfer windows to get it sorted. Oh, I think, yeah. you know, we've got four, we've said before, full, four fullbacks over the age of 30. It's not going to change the whole side in, right. in one transfer window. And I think, I'm sure, as time goes on over the next few weeks, we'll start talking about transfer windows and our targets and who Absolutely. we should go Absolutely, and I don't it. think any of us honestly thought we'd be sitting here, top of the league, playing remotely as well as we are playing, Absolutely. given that it was no. supposed to be a transitional period. You Absolutely. Know, it's uh, remarkable. Listen, I think on that note, we're going to probably finish the show. It's, it's a huge thanks to um, the lawyer, Lisa Rabinowitz, the, the mayor, Dave Hodgson, and the, music, Andy, the musician, Andy Connell. One of those is right. All of them are fanciful as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.